If your business is tired of paying unpredictable and high phone bills, do what I did. Switch to Zoom Calls Cloud Business Phone Service. You'll pay the same low amount every month, no matter how many calls you have in the U.S. and Canada. And Zoom Calls has a really cool feature called voicemail drops. Whenever you reach someone's voicemail, just say hi in their name and then click a couple of buttons on your phone to leave your pre-recorded message. It saves both your voice and your time. Check out zoomcalls.com. That's zoomcalls.com. I think you'll love it. Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Well, all I can say is, folks, buckle up. Buckle up for what we're going to see for these next four years. We're in for quite the treat. You're about to be treated to a full dose of payback politics. Oh, my goodness. Welcome. Welcome to the program. I am your host, Todd Huff. You can reach me by email, Todd at ToddHuffShow.com, where you can send your questions, your comments, your feedback, and yes, I'll even accept your adoration and praise. And I do my best to get back. I've, I've candidly been a little bit uh, inundated with, with messages and emails and, and you know, things on social media and just, of course, the stuff that we're dealing with as, as we continue to grow and expand and uh, the program. So I apologize, but I've uh, those have not gone, un- gone unnoticed. In fact, some of those things we might even get to today that you've written in to me about and uh, my, my apologies for not being as quick on the draw as maybe I should have been. So I want to start... <laughs> I want to start with, I guess, oh, gee, impeachment, I guess. Um, there's so many things to keep in keep in mind here. President Trump was impeached for effectively inciting uh, violence, inciting a riot um, when the Capitol was stormed one week ago. One week ago, um, they pushed through. They pushed through this uh, the, these impeachment charges. There really wasn't. I don't even know if there was really a case made. This is this is what I mean for with payback politics, folks. We're entering into whatever your ideology, political ideology aside for a moment, but we're we are entering into a very dangerous world. And the dangerous world is not Trump and Trump inciting violence or Trump nuking a foreign nation, which Nancy Pelosi pretended was a big story, a big deal last week. By the way, trying to step between a president who he is the commander-in-chief of and the military, one could certainly argue, is an attempted coup, since that's the phrase of the day, a coup, a coup d'etat, a group of people trying to overthrow, usually violently, but not always. It doesn't have to be violent. There can be peaceful coups, which some might be saying right now, what have we been under, <laughs> undergoing the past, the past four years? Could we not say, as some have said, could we not say 
um, that fabricating a phony dossier that's paid for by the opposition party, the losing candidate, namely Hillary Rodham Clinton, and sorry to remind you that she did in fact lose in 2016, even though there's many people who said that the um, the, the same questionable things happened in that election, but she was unable to over... I'm just telling you, look, you don't have to believe it, whatever. But she did pay for a phony dossier, and that dossier was used to um, disrupt an entire presidency and then used as a, you could say, a precursor to the impeachment charges because we wouldn't have had Ukraine nonsense if we didn't have Russian collusion um, embedded into the minds of American voters. And so if you ultimately use a fake dossier that's paid for by the opposing party, fabricated nonsense in this thing, complete gibberish. Again, Russian collusion um, was is still being cited. People, people say today Trump wasn't a president because um, he shouldn't have been president, wasn't legitimately elected president because of Russian collusion. Again, the narrative is this. You compare these two stories of the 2020 election, the allegations made there by the likes of Sidney Powell and um, Donald Trump and the questions raised and the allegations made to a combination thereof, the things that Senator Josh Hawley, Senator Ted Cruz were questioning, all the Republican representatives that – uh, raised objections or voted to not certify results in the House last week when all this stuff hit the proverbial fan. Um, you know, this is this is uh, we're we're just in unprecedented times. You know, we're we're in unprecedented times with all of this, and um, it's it's a lot to it's a lot to weed through. And, and and wrap our wrap our arms around. So, but the story is there's a coup, and that Trump is leading it. And again, if you compare 2016 with 2020, you've got voting machine allegations. You've got people. I mean, there, there's a list, a laundry list, and there's examples and there's affidavits, and there's evidence. Despite what <clears throat> despite what people say on the other side, there's no evidence. You know what? There was no evidence of Russian collusion. Now, did Russia try to interfere with our election? Sure. Did they probably try to do it in many other elections? Of course. This is what nations do. By the way, not not saying it should have happened one way or the other. Assuming that they were trying to help Trump is also a questionable thing. <laughs> but, um, but be that as it may, I'm sure China, Russia, Iran, North Korea, I mean, down the list, right? This is – we interfered with Israel's election. Openly, I might add, several years ago, when uh, James Car- remember James Carville. I mean, we we've uh, the things that they accused you know Trump or the Russians, I guess, of doing with Trump's leadership in, in 2016. Literally, was that they got together to come up with an ad campaign that they were going to launch on social media platforms to trick Democrats or Hillary uh, supporters into voting for Trump. That is the Russian collusion narrative. That's it, folks. The final step in the plan was them trusting in their advertising campaign to work, their disinformation campaign. 
and they have pushed this for five years. I mean, just forever now. They have pushed this nonsense. Meanwhile, they're demanding, they've been demanding that Republican Party, which now has acknowledged that Joe Biden is president because he won the election, and he won the election. He did win the election. That is not the question. The question is whether that election was fair, transparent, and run according to law, or whether there was grand interference, uh, corruption, um, deceit, whether or not things were happening with voter machines, whether or not there was a deliberate effort by people, in, especially in swing states, to uh, stop the votes of people, uh, well, bring in votes from people that they could use to vote for Biden and then block the votes uh, of people who voted for Trump, counting votes, uh, you know, fabricating ballots. I, I can't even go through all of it. There's people who have signed affidavits saying that these things happened. Now, these folks could be lying. They could all be lying, right? I mean, that's, that's I'm saying logically possible. I'm not saying, you know, when you look at the specifics of what they're saying, I'm just saying in theory, um, this is a logical possibility. They could be making it up or the case may not be as strong as possible, but they don't want you to hear it. They don't want you to hear it. They've never wanted you to hear it. Just like they don't want you to hear Trump's calls for peace. They don't want you to hear that. They want you. In fact, you can make the case that the people who have incited more violence in this country was the, has been the media. You could certainly make the case that many Democrats have tried to incite violence. It's amazing. The only time they've cared about violence and all this stuff, we have categorically categorically condemned and stood against all of this from the very beginning. Every single case, go back through the records of this show. Go back through the records of this show and you can look and see that we have categorically, unequivocally, always stood against these sorts of things, whether they be uh, these acts of violence be committed by Antifa or Proud Boys or Black Lives Matter or whoever's been alleged. I'm not even saying always that these are even the groups. Uh, Trump supporters, um, disheartened Democrats who are part of the resistance. By the way, they're preaching to us about a coup. One, one of the things about a coup um, is, is the idea of resisting a legitimately elected government. Folks, they had a hashtag. They still have it. You can go on Twitter today and you can see hashtag resistance. They were proud of this. Now, when Biden has won the electors and is going to be sworn in here in the next, uh, in the next week as president of the United States, now we're supposed to just comply. We're, and not only are we supposed to comply, we can't even share our ideas on social media or you know, if we have a platform that conservatives use to flock to, the big tech, socialist, Stalinistic giants get together and they say, uh-uh, we're shutting that sucker down. Why are you shutting it down? Because it was used to coordinate an attack on the Capitol building. Okay, let's say people did do that. Do you, you know what Twitter is used for? Do you, I mean, I, when all these riots were happening over the summer— People use that to communicate and to do things that were nefarious and against the law. By the way, the, ch- the question has been raised, too, about child pornography. Why is that a thing? 
Folks, I mean, we've all seen things on Twitter that we feel like we need to wash our eyes out for if you spend any time there. Is Twitter responsible for all these things? Twitter was used to propagate a lie of Russian collusion for all these years. Should they be held responsible? Nah, of course not. Twitter's trying. Twitter's trying. Parler's not. Shut it down, says Google. Shut it down, says Apple. It's really about silencing us and and preventing us from being able to communicate ideas. So that's why, again, I encourage you. I encourage you if you've not, if you're worried about staying in touch with us, because, folks, we are marching headlong into the era of payback politics. That is what January 20th, 2021, will officially kick off. That is what yesterday, you could say, officially kicked off, the impeachment of the president of the United States. He's gone from the White House in one week. He's gone. They want to impeach him, and now they want to convict him in the Senate. Why? They don't want him to ever hold office again. They, they want to send a message. Again, this is political retribution, political payback. I'll play a soundbite here next segment from the communist mayor of New York City. They've canceled all of Trump's contracts. They better be ready for a lawsuit, and I'm not an attorney. Um, but based upon what he said the reasons that he said these lawsuits, uh, well, the reason the contracts with the Trump organization was, was were canceled uh, doesn't seem to hold any water. And in a sane universe, President Trump wins those wins those lawsuits pretty easily. But again, in a sane universe, the Supreme Court would have heard uh, the Texas case this past uh, this you know, these past few months. In a sane universe, investigations would have transpired. In a sane in a sane universe. We would have inspected the voting machines. We wouldn't have just done recounts in Georgia. We would have done actual audits, forensic audits, signature matches, and that sort of thing. In a sane universe, we wouldn't have let states change their laws without their legislators' approval um, and that changed the way that elections were run. Because we don't live, candidly, (laughs) in a sane universe right now. And prepare for it to get worse. Prepare for them to them being the radical left, the media, to be on a mission, right? I mean, you, you saw this this uh, this bad dude, this attorney for PBS. The things he was saying. He hoped Trump supporters died of COVID. He wants to take away. He literally said this: take away children from people who are conservatives. Send them to re education camps, enlightenment camps, as he called them. He was happy he lived in a place where people were smart, Washington, D.C., which the rest of us are cackling and laughing (laughs) just beyond our wildest uh, imagination at the idea that the smart people live in Washington, D.C., as he condemned and condoned those that lived in middle America, those that are listening to this program. You, he thinks you're an idiot. He represents a large swath of people that are in positions of power in this country, sometimes in the bureaucratic deep state, sometimes holding political office. But there's a lot of these folks, and they are self-righteous and arrogant and condescending. And I hear from some of them from time to time on this program. And like I've said before, I can, I can debate or discuss, have conversations, be friends with anybody of any political persuasion. You can be a rabid atheist as long as you... Uh, you know, engage in 
rhetoric that's uh, productive and you're not self-righteous and trying to be destructive, we could, we could even be friends. You'd be surprised. That's why we're conservative, not better. But I tell you what, I've got no room for people who are self-righteous, uh, vindictive, and uh, just there's a lot of these folks, right? And, and, and candidly, folks, these are not the people you should spend your time trying to, to convert, to the ideas of the Constitution, right, to, to persuade them to believe in this founding document and these founding ideas. There's a lot of reasonable people that have been misled by the media, that misunderstand the, the ideas and the arguments, that don't know a thing about the Constitution, who haven't been educated about the founding of this great nation, properly educated with the truth. They don't understand the beauty of what we have. They've voted... They're single-issue voters, or they voted for one particular party for long periods of time. It's embedded almost into their DNA. They view it as uh, almost a, I don't know, a, uh, a rejection of who they are and who their family is if they change political parties. That's, those are the people that we can talk with, those who are, believe that they are better than you, smarter than you, wiser than you, that you're an idiot that you need them in your life, directing you, pulling the strings, making sure you don't make mistakes. These are the losers and the jokers that are candidly the problem. Self-righteousness. In fact, there's no room. When you have that attitude, that's a complete, that's the, that is the antithesis of a Christ-like state of mind. And that's what we've got roaming around this nation in lots of places. So long in this segment, we got impeachment yesterday. We got some Republicans that have voted for that including Liz Cheney, Adam Kinzinger. Um, I don't know how much we'll get into that, but it wasn't just Democrats this time. There were Republicans, 10 in the House, and now they're trying to get this before the Senate, but the Senate's uh, not even in session. The idea that they're going to be able to have a hearing before Trump leaves office is ridiculous. Some are saying it doesn't matter. They want to do it anyway. Again, we've entered the, we've entered the era of payback politics. It is upon us and it is going to get worse. You can tie in Twitter and social media and parlor the way that they've uh, handled that sort of stuff with this. They're probably going to come after talk radio next with the fairness doctrine. Buckle up. We've got a bumpy ride, but friends, we have this, we have truth on our side. We have the constitution on our side. We just have to be strong, stick in there, hang in there, be tough. Quick timeout is in order though. Be back here in just a minute. Welcome back. By the way, I started to say last segment, if you want to make sure that we stay connected, make sure you sign up for our email newsletter. It's free. And actually, it is going to build a help us continue to grow the community. Lots of you have done that community of uh, conservatives, and we're going to have some action plans. We're going to look at doing some things that actually make a difference here. This is enough is enough. We're going to find candidates or do our best, God willing. Um, we're going to be involved in that process to to move uh, more conservative folks into office. And we're talking about primaries, folks. Um, it's it's despicable and sickening to me what we've seen uh, from many of our elected officials. So you can do that by going to toddfshow.com slash subscribe. Now, before the break, I had said that we were um, 
I had mentioned that Bill de Blasio, Bill de Blasio here has um, is announcing. He announced yesterday morning on what is the show with uh, Mika Brzezinski and uh, Joe Scarborough? What's it? Morning Joe? Is that what it is? Morning Joe. Joe Scarborough, Mika Brzezinski, talking to Mayor De Blasio about um, basically what they're going to do with Trump contracts. You've heard me say last segment, I stand by this. We've now entered into the period of payback politics. Payback politics. In payback politics, you impeach a president that's leaving office in six days. In payback politics... You go after the president and his personal business, which the left is saying, saying, hey, he shouldn't even have that business. You can't you cannot have a business and be president of the United States. He's been constantly in in violation of the emoluments clause of the Constitution, which is patently absurd and ridiculous. But nonetheless, this is the story. This is how socialists think, by the way. They think capitalism is evil. Have the slightest idea what they're talking about, but nonetheless, this is what they say. This is what they think, and they are in full retribution mode. AOC is calling for Senator Josh Hawley and Senator Ted Cruz to resign. In fact, I might play a little bit of that rant. I think she was foaming at the mouth during that one, maybe even spitting, spitting mad out there. There's so many things to pick uh, pick and choose from. Um, you know, the, I mean, they want to censor people. They want to they want to remove anyone who was involved in questioning the integrity of the election from office. They don't want to seat them as senators and house you know house members. Political retribution, folks. It is the prerogative of the Senate of the House to question questionable election results. Instead, that's been termed that is that this is what the me this is where the media comes in because they changed that term to overturn the election, right? To overturn our democracy. Again, I get a little tired saying this. Actually, I don't get tired of saying these things. Truth never gets tiresome, but it gets a little bit frustrating. No, that's not even true either. I just scratch my head. I scratch my head and I think, how thick must some people's head be? When hearing truth and reality, um, to where they're just they, they they refuse to accept it, even acknowledge it. This is a constitutional republic. Now, it doesn't mean that there's not democratic aspects. Of course, there are, and of course, those things are important. But to act like what this is is that the Senate is uh, you know the Senate and the House last week when all this stuff hit the the, the fan. Got the election results, and they said, no, we don't like them. We want to do something about it. That is just factually incorrect as to what's happened. One has to have their head buried in so much sand to think that that's the case, that at some point you have to wonder if there's even any hope for someone who thinks that that was what last week was about. Surely, surely some of these folks, I know that – I even said that on the program that some of these folks may be uh, trying to to play politics with this, looking for political advantages and all that. That's I, that's unfortunate to me. I don't like that. They should 
oppose these things for principle and let the chips fall where they may in their own elections and re-election efforts based upon you know standing for for truth and the right thing and it was absolutely positively unequivocally the right thing to stand uh, stand up and not just rubber stamp these election results these states should have been questioned they should still be questioned we need to figure out what happened because now we're le- we're left with states that you know if if what's been alleged is the case if what alleged is the case they will continue doing what they've done what are the they, there's no consequences if you don't get caught doing something if there's no i mean there, there really wasn't any warning in fact many people said they did the same darn thing again um a couple of weeks ago with the georgia runoffs which was predictable right we saw the same general thing happening overnight and people are saying does my vote even matter does it count i mean the 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 political apparatus does not care anymore because they're in control what are you going to do about it that's really i'm telling you that's what they think and not only that if anyone in that political apparatus stands up and says something's wrong with this or we need to figure out what's wrong we need to investigate they'll say bet me buddy boy you're going to be kicked out of the senate the house political retribution if you have any businesses we're coming after you we're going to pressure corporations not to to give any money to your campaign because as the narrative goes you are trying to overthrow democracy we've had that happen as well try to go to a place a platform where you can communicate your conservative message or to conservative voters they'll shut you down twitter and facebook and the like you say fine i'll go to a platform where i can communicate uh, with people who are conservative and free speech is still in, embraced nope shut that down too google and apple will say you can't even download that from our store parlor app is the destruction of the american society meanwhile turning a blind eye to the organizers of black lives matter and antifa as they have burnt down and taken hostage cities in this great nation all summer that's the that's the lay of the land right now folks and they are licking their chops and rubbing their hands together for political payback it's a pathetic awful thing and we look we have these folks josh hawley's the ted cruises whoever else is going to be what targeted should stand up firm and fight back don't capitulate to these folks Stand up for truth. Don't apologize for something you have no business apologizing for. Stand firm. Be tough. Be strong. I don't care about elections of 2024, which many people say that this is folks trying to jockey for the presidential nomination in 2024. What should matter is truth at this moment in time. And I'd love to see people stand up for that instead of hiding and cowering like the senator we have here, Todd Young. Anyway, got to take a break long in this segment i'm going to play this de blasio soundbite it just it wasn't queuing up right so and i had some things to say so we'll do that next segment sit tight back in just a minute Welcome back. This program is brought to you in part by our friends at Citizens Bank. Citizens Bank here in central Indiana. You can find out more information about Citizens Bank, some of the services they provide, by visiting their website, citizens-banking.com. 
citizens-banking.com. Again, citizens-banking.com. I should point out, and I do this from time to time, that um, you know the views expressed on this program may not may not reflect those views of our advertisers. They simply are involved in helping uh, bring this show to you and to share what they do with you. And I can encourage you to check out our advertisers. That's one of the ways that you can support the program by supporting the advertisers. Just give, the, just give them a chance to earn your business. If you're in this particular case with Citizens Bank looking for some help in the banking world, you know, checking savings, you know, mortgages, uh, auto loans, those sorts of things. But the, the views expressed here do not necessarily reflect the views of any of the companies that uh, support this program. But as you all know, it certainly should be true that that's the case. So I want to get here to this um, this interview. Mika Brzezinski, Bill de Blasio. Bill de Blasio, the communist Bill de Blasio, is very proud, very, very proud of himself here as he's talking to the audience at MSNBC which is radical left in general, the ultra-radical left uh, tunes into MSNBC. I just want you to listen. Mika Brzezinski asks him, Mr. Mayor, she says, welcome back to the show. What's the story? And she's referencing um, an update. The city of New York has reviewed its contracts with Trump's, uh, Trump's organization, and here's what the communist Bill de Blasio has to say. Mika, uh, here to announce that the city of New York is severing all contracts with the Trump organization. This is where you applaud. Our legal team has done an assessment, and the contracts make very clear. Uh-huh. Uh, if a company, the leadership of that company, is engaged in criminal activity, <laughs> we have the right Bold to charges. sever the contract. Uh, inciting an insurrection. Let's be wow. clear. I'm going to say these Let's words again. Clear, inciting an insurrection against uh-huh. the United States government clearly constitutes criminal activity. So the city of New York will no longer have anything to do with the Trump organization. Uh, they have profited from these contracts. They will profit no longer. So uh- Okay, there you go. Just let that sink in. The mayor of America's largest city, the radical leftist communist, by the way, Bill de Blasio, who has, who has made New York City a disaster. In fact, even on New Year's Eve celebration... On CNN, they were mocking Bill de Blasio. This guy arrogantly strolls in here to MSNBC to talk to his audience, to talk to the audience of radical leftists, and he thinks he thinks that this is some moral act. Bill de Blasio is now judge and jury. He has declared, without due process, folks. Now, I know due process may be a term that's lost on Bill de Blasio. Communists don't necessarily... Uh, they don't care about that at all. When they're right, when their ideas are uh, being blocked or when someone doesn't agree with them, due process doesn't matter. See, in order to really believe in due process, you have to believe in it for people that do heinous things or things that you disagree with uh, with maybe uh, vehemently, right? Due process means there's a process by which we go, th- we go through here before we start calling someone a criminal. He's called Donald Trump without question a criminal because he's uh, insurrecting a riot. Or, uh, I'm sorry. Um, what's the word he uses here? He's um, inciting. There we go. 
inciting an insurrection or inciting a riot is clearly criminal activity. Well, sure it is. Sure it is, but so are a lot of other things. And in order to call someone a criminal, um, that would require that they be deemed a criminal in the court system. Now, these attorneys, New York City's paying these attorneys God only knows what, to get them out of a contract because they say, because people like AOC and Nancy Pelosi say that Trump incited a riot at the Capitol. Why did he incite a riot? Because he told people to go over to the Capitol, be strong, be tough, let them know your your voices. Oh, and to do it peacefully and patriotically. Bill de Blasio somehow believes that that is a crime, and it's a crime so egregious. I wonder how many criminals, I wonder how many people that New York City is doing business with um, as uh, right now at this very second. Of course, you could say all the politicians are probably, <laughs> I know how some of you think, Todd, every politician's a criminal, so every person there um, serving, so to speak, serving in an elected capacity. I know how you think. But I wonder how many elected officials, not a lot, I wonder how many business dealings, I should say, are already done with, with sitting with true criminals. President Trump is not a criminal. You could say he's alleged to have committed a criminal act, but a lot of people have been alleged. There's this little thing in the middle called due process, and Bill de Blasio doesn't believe in due process. Folks, this is the Democrats' party, the Democrats' party best effort, best attempt to mimic the Salem witch trials of the 1690s. That is what this is 2.0 Salem witch trials. You're connected to Trump, boom. Your name is Trump, boom. And you get you get tried and convicted in a week. Think about this. This is unheard of. We've had people, we've had people, we just had someone executed here in the state of Indiana. Uh, which, by the way, the New York Times article, uh, the headline says that the Trump administration killed somebody, basically, by allowing this execution to go through, forgetting the fact that this person had been committed of or uh, accused of a crime, of, a, of stealing a child and killing the parent, um, had been convicted of said charges, found guilty had been then sentenced by a judge or jury. I don't know how the actual conviction was, but they, you know, if it was a judge only or if the jury had input, whatever the case may be. Um, so they went through, that's, that is the process. That is all, you know, the due process, the, the, the charges being uh, presented, the evidence being presented before a jury of your peers, your, the jury of your peers weighs that evidence and makes a determination if, you, in fact, broke the law, and they said that you did. Then the sentence was given. Then there were, uh, you know, I don't know how many appeals and so forth. All those were overridden. Then an execution took place. And I know some folks are against capital punishment, but I'm simply saying there's a process. And the process can sometimes be overly – I mean, th- there's way too many delays, and and, and justice is often not – carried out because of, of this of the legal process. All this happened with Trump here in less than a week. We still don't even know all the facts. I don't think – well, I know for certain they don't want you to know the facts. They want you to know the, what to say. They want you to know what to think, which is Trump incited a riot. Trump is trying to overthrow a democratic election. That's what they want you to think. That's what they want you to believe. And as a consequence, whatever they do next to anyone who stood – 
uh, with the president or stood for election integrity, they deserve. That's what they want you to think. We've entered into the era of payback politics and buckle up because the best, my friends, of course, the best meaning the worst here, the best in the eyes of the uh, radical left, but the worst in the eyes of the rest of us sane folks is about to come. Quick timeout is in order. Be back here in just a minute. folks welcome back i know there's a lot i want i don't have time i don't think i've got time Oz, i don't have much time do i i oh, i was gonna play this soundbite from aoc as well really quickly demanding uh that that ted cruz and i'm gonna play as much as i can because i think it's just, just listen to the the anger and rage and self righteousness and self just the the indignation here. And so I want to be clear to Senator Ted Cruz. Cruz, you do not belong in the United States Senate. That's overturning an election. I want to be AOC. clear to Senator Josh Hawley. Man, she is mad. You do not belong in the United States Senate. Arm crossed, overturning you another election. You do not election. belong. In any democratically elected seat, they won when their you elections. don't, when you do not believe, citing an insurrection, that that election was even legitimate, according to your self-serving claims. So get out. <laughs> Sorry, though. If if they get have out. any shred of integrity, mm-hmm. any shred of integrity about their claims. Yep. Their lies, really, quotes. but their claims about this election, they would take off their t- their pin and turn it in. And turn it in. But this isn't about the Get truth out. to them. Oh, give me a this break. This is about <laughs> if they want to be president in 2024. Mm-hmm. Let me give you give a it. sneak peek. You Do will it. never be president. Oh, yeah. They said the same thing about Trump, by the way. Shaking your head in disgust. You will never command the respect of this country. Never. Ever. She'll see to it. Ever. She's got the media on her side. And you should resign. Uh, resign. Give me a break. That nonsense. I just want to share. The politics of retribution. The payback politics is upon us. Resign. Could one not say that she is calling to overturn an election? You don't deserve to be here, she said. I think she's siding in an insurrection as we speak. Anyway, doesn't matter. The media is not on board with that idea. She is beloved, and I've got to take a break. Sit tight back in just a minute. Yes, we need to ask ourselves, when will the hearings happen? When will AOC's hearings happen in the House? When's Nancy Pelosi going to have an expedited hearing? Because this is dangerous. She is calling for two sitting senators to be removed, violating the will of the people, putting herself at war with democracy, probably inciting a riot as I speak. When are we going to get to the bottom of that? Actually, we don't need to get to the bottom of this. We need to have a 20-minute session, vote to get her out of office. Before something worse happens, this can't be allowed to happen in our democracy. That's the way the argument goes, right? Let's be consistent, Elise. Anyway, music's telling me it's time to wrap up. Guys, thanks so much for listening. SDGC tomorrow. Take care.